Hello, this is Collective Noun. For a high-quality program, press 1. You have pressed 2. This is Collective Noun with Zach and Dom. Welcome to the show tonight. Uh, Just to kick things off, Zach, I've got great news for everybody who might be looking ahead to some sort of mid-year holiday, some sort of getaway, and they're struggling to figure out how they're going to afford to go to the place they want to go. I have come up with a travel hack that could see you travel anywhere you want in the world for a surprisingly affordable price. Really? I've seen seeing a lot of deals come Mm. through from all the airlines lately about mid-year deals. Is it better than those? Uh, Will you get it cheaper than what they're advertising on those websites? I guarantee... And this is a Domfay price guarantee. You will not find a cheaper price on a holiday than what I'm going to give you tonight. You name the location, Zach. Where, yeah. where would you like to go? The Maldives. Can send you to the Maldives. I can do that. I can get you there. But I haven't started a dodgy tourism agency. Yeah. I don't have a flight centre on the side or something that's helping me out here. I've come up with a... It's a little bit of a workaround, a little bit of a hack. Yeah. But bear with me. Before you hit 11 o'clock tonight... I will be sending people jet-setting around the world to their dream destinations for a fraction of the price. Right across Australia, you're listening to Collective Noun with Zach and Dom. Slogans Heroes. Have you ever wondered how effective advertising is? We've come up with the definitive test. Mm. The way this works, Dom, we have three brands in front of us on envelopes. We have 30 seconds to try to recall the slogan of each of them. Mm. If we can recall it in that 30 seconds, yep. the advertising has been successful. Otherwise, sorry, guys, you have to go back to the drawing board. What's our first brand tonight, Zach? What's the first slogan we're working on? Our first envelope. Yep. Start the clock on Officeworks. <sighs> okay, now I feel like Officeworks is going to be something like, for a lot of stuff you don't really need. Because that's my experience of Officeworks. You I go, go in for a pencil, you come yep. out with a printer. Something like that. Or generally, That might be it. <laughs> Go in for a pencil, come out with a printer. Well, have you ever made your way to the back of an Officeworks store where they have the bulk lollies? Love it. I oh. love it. I could spend hours in Officeworks. It's a, it's and that might be store. what it is. A great way to spend a day. A great way to spend a day. How about, how about yep. the pen is mightier than the sword? <laughs> they might get a little bit lofty in their ideas. That's pretty good. I'm happy to go with that. Let's let's go with that. The pen is mightier. What have we got? Officeworks? Yep. Oh, big ideas, lowest prices. Yeah. Pretty business heavy, guys. Yeah. We want some philosophy in there. <laughs> Come on. All right, the next brand we have, Zach, is Monopoly. As All in right. the board game. The board game, yes. Okay, well, a great way to split up the family. <laughs> I hope you weren't too keen on your friends. That's what it should be. <laughs> I would think don't let Dom be the banker. <laughs> I know that's a specific uh, yeah, okay, one. How about, how about yeah. just like in real life, mm. the bankers are cheats. <laughs> no, the bankers rip you off. Just like in real life, the bankers going to well, rip you off. That's pretty. That'd be pretty prescient for them to have come up with that <laughs> when a, it was mentioned. It's a little bit of a political statement. Yeah. Usually board games wouldn't do that. Well, I feel like it's something... I mean, if it's about a monopoly, it's something like own everything, win everything, yeah. own everything, something like that. I honestly have no idea. I, I didn't like know that monopoly a had a saying, it, a, th- a slogan. I feel like I've seen it on the board. Let's have a look. The monopoly slogan is... Oh, we were very close. What is it? Own it all. What did I you said say? Own everything. No, not the same though. No, it's not the same. But that's—I think that's the best we've done so far. So that's points to Monopoly on that front. Our uh, last one, um, yep. Mother. I imagine that's Mother Energy Drink. It's not my mum. <laughs> what would the slogan for your mum be? Dom's best friend. <laughs> Something like that. Um, all right, Mother the Energy Drink. Um, I hope you weren't planning on sleeping. <laughs> 
It's not bad. Um, I'm wondering, would you say Mother's the third most popular behind V and well, Red Bull? V, Red Bull, Mother? Mother would slot in Monster? there. Monster? Where's Monster? I reckon Monster's below Mother. Okay. I reckon so. I was going to say we made the podium of energy drinks. <laughs> Something like that, potentially. <laughs> is um, Mother the biggest can? I think it is. Okay. I think that's the, the really bulky one. How about big can, big energy? Yeah, that's not bad. That's the, uh, let's go with that. Let's go with that. I wonder why they called it mother, just as an aside. Uh, I think because your mother motivates you. I don't think it's because of that. <laughs> yeah, mums are well known to do that. <laughs> when you can't have your mother, have a mother. That's pretty good. That should be the slogan. Okay, the slogan is... Yeah. Uh, actually, this is pretty good. <laughs> what have we got? And this indicates why they called it mother. Okay. Mother of all energy kicks. Yeah, okay. What right. a slogan. So it was nothing to do with mothers being good motivators. <laughs> <laughs> but you know what? I think that's a good one too. Good work, guys. <laughs> that's a great slogan. Right across Australia, you're listening to Collective Noun with Zach and Dom. Going to the movies might be about to change forever. <sighs> Finally. There's a cinema in New Zealand, Dom. Yep. Which some people are saying mm. is taking drastic measures. Well, this has been going around a little bit over the past 24 hours. This is about the place banning pyjamas, isn't it? That's right. There's a place in New Zealand that are banning people wearing pyjamas, mm. onesies, and bathrobes. They're saying, we have a dress code here, guys. Yeah. We don't want you coming in in whatever you want. Yeah. What happened to being comfortable, Tom? Well, Who does it affect if you wear a bathrobe? I'll be honest. I, I heard the story. I didn't know people were going in bathrobes. I don't well, know. I imagine they're wearing a bathrobe <laughs> over their pyjamas. Because that's ambitious. If you're wearing a silky bathrobe and nothing else to a cinema, you're asking for trouble there. That's, that's well, ambitious. Well, I imagine you're, you're wearing the combination well, of uh, flannelette pyjamas mm. with your bathrobe over the top. Well, I, see, I don't feel like this cinema's gone far enough. If I'm completely honest, I think there cinemas have been open season for so long now. You can get away with whatever you want in a cinema, right? Mm. Dress wherever you want, eat whatever you want. And it's so annoying for everybody else there. There's things people do in cinemas that you wouldn't do in other public spaces. So you're saying the band list should be longer. Oh. Let's not just stop with pajamas. No. Let's keep the list open. That's it. Hey, don't cross out of XL yet. No. We've got oh. a few more things to add. There should be, when you buy a film ticket, there should be terms and conditions you agree to. A big list on the back. A big list that you have to you have to click accept to. And the first one, yes, no wearing pajamas in the cinema. Okay, hang on, I'll but write these down. I no think... pajamas in the cinema. I've got that. What yeah. else do you want added? Well, and we'll open this up. Thirteen ten sixty. If there is anything you'd like to ban from cinemas, behaviour, things people wear, things people eat, ban from a cinema. I think we can do this. I'd like to ban Zach. Uh, you know, and some of them might have seen these in their own local cinema. Couple seats. I'd like to just ban them from cinemas altogether. These are the seats that don't have an armrest in between, so the couple yeah. can uh, be coupley. I've only seen this in one or two cinemas, but it really it gets my goad, Zach. When you go into a cinema and you see these two seats that are clearly for romance, why is that? Why well, why are you offended by other people mm. enjoying the company of each other? Because Zach, when you're a single person like me. And you go into a cinema and you see seats dedicated for couples. That's like a, that's an exclusive zone I can't access. I mean, I, I did see You can. A, just get a partner. Well, I mean, I don't have a partner at the moment. Well, you and I did have someone we used to know who would sit in couple seats for comfort reasons on their own. Under I, the rationale that no, once one seat was taken, yeah. he said no one in their right mind would book the, <laughs> the other ticket. So I get two seats for the price of one. <laughs> Now that's smart, but I just like to see the couple seats ripped up and, and taken out of the cinema because it's making everyone feel bad. Can I add something to the ban list? Please do. Uh, kicking the seat in front of you. 
Yeah, okay. Are you talking intentionally kicking or like in a shocking part of the movie? What I would like to see long term yeah. is the seats be moved further away from each other yeah, so okay. that no human, no matter how long their legs were, right. could reach the person in front. Because there's nothing worse <laughs> mm. than being in a movie and being kicked in the back. It's pretty good. What unless, if, yeah. unless the person kicks you in the back at the exact time something in the movie's <laughs> happening that that would add an effect to. 4D. Like if, it, if an explosion just went off and they kicked you in the back, that would add an effect. But yep. otherwise, no, thank you. <laughs> what about... Yeah, if you're a serial kicker, they start a register. And like when you go to a theme park and you get harnessed in, your legs have to get harnessed into the seat. Yeah, and then they put it, they put it, or you could put a sign up when you come in. Yeah. Kickers get kicked out. That's pretty good. Tough. <laughs> that's pretty good. All right, well, that's good. Okay, so what's our list at the moment? What about okay, so what have we got? Pajamas are banned. Yep. Uh, couple seats are banned. They're I'm gone. not totally on board on that no, one, but okay. Gone. And uh, kicking people's seats is gone. We've got Yasser in Melbourne. What do you want to add to the list, Yasser? What's going on, guys? Not much. Um, I was just... Have you guys seen Infinity Wars yet? The no. Avengers Infinity Wars? Uh, I'm suspicious <laughs> you're about to do a spoiler on the radio, <laughs> yes, sir. No spoilers. Okay. I promise, okay? No, haven't seen but, it yet. Haven't seen it. Great movie. However, the whole experience was ruined because every single time a, uh, a superhero was introduced, literally half the cinema would like cheer and roar and clap. And uh. I'm like, mate, there's like important dialogue here. I can't hear anything that <laughs> is... Okay. There was this like 16 year old girl behind me screaming every time something mildly exciting <laughs> happened, and I wanted to okay. throw my slurpee at her. So what you're yeah. saying, yes, yeah, so you want to, you want to uh, ban clapping in the cinema? Yeah, I mean, clap at the end of the movie if you enjoy it. Sure, go for it. But, okay, so like, it's if, it's mid mid movie clapping. That's what we're talking here. I agree with that. Also, yeah. in comedies, mm. also people laughing too loud. Yeah, you can't hear the next line. I and then you that. miss all the jokes. And my dad is a chronic loud laugher. There should be yeah. a certain level of noise you're allowed to make. Okay, so so we're we're allowing post film clapping. Yes. But but mid cinema, so mid session during the movie. All right, we'll stamp that one on the list. Uh, we have Taylor on thirteen ten sixty. Taylor, what do you want to add to the band list? Hi guys, I would love to add to the band list opening up food during the cinemas. Yes. Yep. Okay, and no, I'm with you on this. Yeah, sitting there and, you know, seeing a horror movie or something and just having crackle going on in the background, it scares the bejeebies <laughs> and then ruins the suspenseful moment when it actually happens. I'm yeah. sick of it. Yeah. What you need to do, this is what you need to do. Mm. When you're having, like, Doritos, something that's going to be loud, mm. you have to time your crunches yeah. with the action sweet sequences. So when there's, like, <laughs> yes. gunshots and explosions no, or a entirely. car chase, that's when you're hoeing down the Doritos. Mm. Now, when there's an intimate romantic dialogue scene... No one's allowed to touch their food. Well, I've said for a long time, Zach, that it makes no sense that cinemas have the loudest foods for people to purchase. Popcorn and chips. They should exclusively sell marshmallows. That should be the only snack you can get at a cinema. Marshmallows and soup. Marshmallows and soup. Then you'd get slurping, though, actually. Well, you get, yeah, cut the soup out. But marshmallows, you can't, no one knows. You're really going hard on the marshmallows. (laughs) No one knows when you're having a marshmallow. And that's why marshmallows (laughs) should be the only food. Hang on. We'll just stamp loud foods, food wrappers there. Kirsty on thirteen ten sixty. What are you adding to the list? I want to ban people throwing food because it annoys me so much. Okay, I, I would have thought that throwing food was already banned. Is that allowed? Is it? <laughs> uh, no, I don't know, but people seem to get away with it so often. So, well, hang on. What sort of food have you been seeing thrown in the cinema? Oh. Hundred percent sure, definitely popcorn and like lollies, like hard lollies. <laughs> what is going on at the cinemas? Kirsty's going to. Oh, I think there could be a problem with the movies you're going to, Kirsty. <laughs> I think I don't know if I've ever seen food fights erupt mid-session at a I cinema. I can understand popcorn. Yeah, 
Once you're getting so. into gobstoppers, mm. you're really starting to go, why are you wasting it? <laughs> Do you know point. what I mean? I actually, no, now I think about it. I did. There was a kid behind me years ago who did start throwing Skittles at me. <laughs> Idiot kid. <laughs> <laughs> I just got I a free stack. Free Skittles, bro. <laughs> Keep throwing them. This is Collective Noun with Zach and Dom. Dom, you know that I run a charity, the SFROS, for the Society for the Restoration of Outdated Sayings. What yep. we do. And I feel like it's a high calling. Yeah. We get outdated sayings, we scrub them up, we mm. do them up, and we bring them to 2018. It's, it, I keep saying it's noble work, Zach, because there's so many sayings that, came, that humans came up with over the past, you know, thousands of years that just don't work in this modern context. Oh, the one we're getting rid of tonight, Dom. Yep. Bring home the bacon. Now, I don't know the origin of this phrase, this saying. I imagine, Do you know what it means? Uh, it's bringing home money, bringing home income, isn't it? Yeah. That's essentially it. Now, I imagine it's something to do with maybe butchers initially or farmers. I don't know. That's not lines. what this segment's for. <laughs> I don't know the origins of it. I just know why it's no longer in date and why okay. we need to update it. Well, I imagine your point's going to be something to do with vegans and vegetarians. That's one part of it. Right. It's a two-part argument against it. Okay. The first part is, yeah, sure, it doesn't make sense to a lot of people in society today because I know a lot of people eat bacon, but a lot of people don't as well. And Mm. when they hear bring home the bacon, it's confusing for them because it sounds like a bad thing. (laughs) They go, bring home the bacon. Why would I want to do that? That's hypocrisy. Is this this saying meant to be about being hypocritical? Uh, Also, second part of the problem. I don't think bacon is worth as much... (laughs) <laughs> as when that saying was penned. I think when it was penned, bacon was the highest right. meat that you could get, the most expensive meat. But now, I mean, bacon's, it, it's dropped a little bit. There's higher cuts of meat. Uh, I also think if you wrapped up a day of hard work and all you had to show for it was a rash or two of bacon, you might be a bit upset. Well, I know a lot um, of people would be disappointed getting paid in bacon. Yeah. You, maybe not so much. <laughs> you do well, love bacon. Contract negotiations last year, I was like... <laughs> Give me a cooked breakfast every day and we've got a deal. (laughs) All right. Bring home the bacon. Yep. Ripping it up. Fair enough. I'm with you on that. I'll give you three suggestions for the update. You tell me which one we're locking in. Sure. Uh, The first one, Mm. looking for something uh, a little more relevant to 2018, but still worth a lot. Yep. Bring home the Bitcoin. He's really bringing home the Bitcoin. (laughs) Gee, she's bringing home the Bitcoin today. It's good. It's good. However, I also feel the meaning of that could fluctuate. That's true. Because Bitcoin, Same problem. <laughs> Bitcoin's fluctuating pretty rapidly at the moment, and I feel like we're only a few months off a big Bitcoin crash. All right. Well, uh, the next suggestion, if you wanted to keep it breakfast-related... Sure. I'm happy um, to do that. Bring home the avocado on toast. <laughs> okay, well... See, because that's fairly expensive. And, and Probably that, more expensive than bacon at a lot of cafes. Feels like the natural evolution. Yeah. I would say, firstly, works for all diets. Millennials straight away mm. will know what that means. Entirely. And, and I think if you're able to afford the, the avocado on toast, you're doing mm. pretty well. So the saying actually adds up completely. Your criticism of Bitcoin was that it uh, could fluctuate and might not be worth as much Yes. Yep. Um, as it is now. Mm. I think you'll like the last suggestion then. Mm. Bring home the Gillette Razor refill packs. <laughs> have you ever bought those? Yeah, I've, I've got one in my cupboard at the moment. Crazy expensive. They are. I mean, I think mine was about $110 or something. I got I got about 70 How many did you buy? <laughs> I bought it in bulk on eBay. You bought 70 <laughs> razors. Well, you know what I'm talking about. <laughs> You yeah. literally brought those home. I did. Every day, and yeah. when you came through the door mm. with a cradle full of Gillette <laughs> Razor refill packs, yeah. you would have felt like 
the king of the world, well, the richest person in the land. I did, but then I broke the razor. <laughs> I broke the razor three in, so I had to get a new razor. What, really? what? You mean handle? <laughs> the handle, sorry. Yeah, right. I, had, I broke the handle, so I need to get a new handle three in. But you know what? 70 I, would take you, like, oh. and you you don't have much facial hair. That, I, that will last you for the rest of your life. Yeah. They're, they're going to rust before it gets around <laughs> to use them. I imagine about 30 or 35 in, I'll be passing them on to my son. <laughs> this... That's going to be your most expensive family heirloom. <laughs> It's like, uh, to you, I'm going to leave my house. To you, I'm going to leave my car. But to you, my third child, you get our empire of Gillette razors. <laughs> All right. Which one do you want? Um, do you okay. want bring home the Bitcoin, bring home the avocado on toast, or bring home the Gillette razor refill packs? Um, you know, all, all good options for various reasons, but it's got to be the avocado on toast. Okay. Lock be. it in. Yep. From this moment forward, no one will say bring home the bacon. Instead, mm. as millennials, we will be saying bring home the avocado on toast. Right across Australia, you're listening to Collective Noun with Zach and Dom. One of the biggest problems I think a lot of people face, Zach, is you want to see the world, you want to travel, but your paycheck or your uh, amount of holidays you get at work just doesn't allow for you to see everything you'd like to see. I was looking up flights recently. Expensive. Expensive, right? Expensive. If only there was some way that you could see the world at a fraction of the price and within the confines of your very own home. Well, I have come up with a way to do that, Zach. Okay, Dom's been talking about a travel hack, all, it's a travel hack. all evening. Yep. I'm not confident in it, by the way <laughs> that you're selling it, if I'm honest, because instantly I'm thinking, if I'm staying at home, I'm mm. not traveling. Well, it's all about where your mind is, Zach. That's what I think. Now, this is something that I, I, I promise you, you're not going to believe me. I promise you I've actually been doing this lately. <laughs> <laughs> and it's working for me. You're going to be skeptical, but it's working for me. And I reckon other people should give it a go. Have you heard of, <laughs> well, I know you have, you know, Google street view. I've done this. <laughs> and I reckon I've done one further than what you're talking about. <laughs> well, so You I, tell me what you did okay, and I'll tell yeah. you what I did. What I've started doing recently because I want to travel, but don't have the time or money is I'm going into my bedroom, I'm, you know, shutting the curtains, darkening the room. I'll put on some music. So today I visited Honolulu in Hawaii. So I put on like a... And I went to a Kailua Beach in Honolulu. Now they actually got the Google Street View cameras on the beach here. Someone walked up the beach with them. You're strolling down the beach. I'm just looking at it here. I genuinely am just taking a nice stroll. There's a woman on the beach next to me. Do you have a pineapple, a pina colada in your hand? I haven't thought that far through yet, but that's pretty good. I'm just looking out at the ocean. It's a beautiful blue sky. Let me return back to reality. I have done one further than that. Hang on. So you... Okay, I was just going to tell you... I did this six years ago. (laughs) Your hack is out of date. Okay. Well, I didn't realise that I was, you know, coming to the master here on affordable travel. What have you got? Uh, A few years ago, my friends and I were planning a road trip around New Zealand. Yeah. And we met up to plan it. Mm. And we're thinking about places to go. And we thought, let's have a look at Google Street View. And we thought, while we're here, let's get information Mm. like we would be in the car. So we brought seats in in front of the computer <laughs> yeah. and someone sat in the driver's seat, passenger seat, three in the back. Wow. And then you go on Google Street View, you pick a road and then you click forward, forward, <laughs> forward. <laughs> As if you're driving, wow. it gives you, gives you the authentic experience. Well, we thought, do we want to be on this road? Mm. Yeah, this one looks pretty good. Put it down. Put it in the, <laughs> on the itinerary. Oh, I imagine after you've done that, you call the whole trip off. Because yeah. you've done it We've now. already done it. What more do you need to do? Didn't it cost any of the petrol? 
had no problems hiring a car. I do love that in this version of travel, even now you still have friends to go with. (laughs) And I was doing it on my own in my bedroom. Solo traveller. Look, what can I say? I just want to see the world on my own. (laughs) This is Collective Noun with Zach and Dom. This is Collective Nouns Out of Context News. Making Out of Context News tonight, MKR chef Pete Evans is waiting for a video to buffer on the NBN. And guess how quickly it takes? Six to eight weeks, maybe three months. Also, Harry Styles visited the Big Banana in Coffs Harbour. It was so overwhelming. Just I think trying to imagine something of that size... And then when you actually see it, it is insane. And Donald Trump is having problems with his Facebook friends list. You have to understand, we only have 52. And you're always, you know, to get 52 people is very hard. Right across Australia, you're listening to Collective Noun with Zach and Dom. If you've listened to the show before, you know that each week we ask, beg, nay, plead for five-star reviews on the iTunes podcast store, a.k.a. the Collective Noun Forum, a.k.a the happiest place on the internet. And it is so easy to get into the Collective Noun Forum. All it's going to cost you is a five-star rating on the iTunes podcast store. Search for Collective Noun on iTunes. Leave that five-star rating as your admission price into the forum, Zach, and then you can write whatever your heart desires and have a fun day in the forum. Who do we have frolicking this fine eve? Well, firstly, we have that one, Jay, who's uh, come all the way from America for the forum and actually says that uh, I'm not entirely sure if this is the Collective Noun Forum but I'm frolicking just in case. Uh, and that makes me think, do we do we need to do more signage at the front? If Jay isn't sure if they're in the forum or not, is, is that a problem on the signage front? Is that our fault? Uh, yeah, we have had some problem with signage mm. at the moment. We are looking to double yeah. the frontage. That's good. Uh, just so everyone is really aware of where they are. Well, I suppose you don't entirely know that you've reached the forum until you go through those, those magical turnstiles anyway. What we would like is that at any point in the park, yep. you should be able to see a collective noun mm. forum sign. That's a good idea. Within your vision. That's Well, I like that we can, we can work for that. That's the dream. Is that excessive? I mean, do you need to be reminded no, of a place no, no, when no. you're there? No, see, because, uh, yeah, you do. <laughs> Why? Well, because well, Jay's having problems, okay. not knowing whether they're in the right spot or not. Look, you are. I mean, some say I'm out of touch with the consumer. Yeah, you are. Um, you're you're still in touch with the every person who's yeah. in the collected down forum. That's correct. I'm up in the ivory tower, not paying any attention. to And some people thought the ivory tower was over the top. <laughs> they said, "Isn't that a bit on the nose <laughs> to literally build an ivory tower?" They did. They did, but I wanted to. Do, I wanted it. We you had the funds. Through. We had the funds, and we built an ivory tower. And I haven't come down from there for a very long time. I'm disappointed. <laughs> well, you're not going up in my ivory tower. I'm sorry. I've told you this. It's my ivory tower, Zach. Okay. But while Jay is here, uh, they're just talking about um, how we recently discussed me wanting to be in Doctor Who on the podcast, Zach. I think it was in my Google history. I'd searched how to audition for Doctor Who. Yes. Well, Jay has said. Uh, that uh, they're a massive Doctor Who fan themselves and thought maybe my chances of getting a role would be better if we came up with a monster or alien for me to portray in the show. That's a great idea. I mean, we can work on that. Because I know every now and then they do have their classic monsters, the Daleks, the Cybermen, but they, we could always introduce a new one. Some type of moon man. Why? Because of the face. <laughs> I mean, I feel like you knew the answer. <laughs> Yeah, okay. I don't know why you asked for a clarification. <laughs> I don't. Isn't Doctor Who about space? Well, they do travel in time Do they space. ever go to moons? They have gone to the moon before, yes. Huh? There you go. What, so this you is... could live on the moon right? as kind of like a uh, lighthouse keeper of the moon. Right. 
and somehow over the years my face has changed to to resemble the moon. Yeah, it's like people who say that uh, long-term partners start to look like each other. <laughs> That's what happens to you and the moon. <laughs> okay. Have you heard that? I haven't heard that before, yeah. actually. Um, is that a true thing? Uh, it's a true thing people say. Whether or not that's actually something that happens, I <laughs> don't think so. Well, I'm wondering, how much prosthetics would you need for me to play Moon Man? Because I'm guessing most of the show, they have a lot of prosthetics on to, to dress the monsters up. Do you want me to answer that? Because <laughs> you know I'm going to say minimal. <laughs> I'm good to go now. <laughs> Get me on the moon. Well, look, we You would show up to casting and they'd say, oh, you didn't have to come in costume. <laughs> say, I didn't. And they say, you're hired. <laughs> well, Jay has said that uh, apparently, you might uh, not know, this is not a Doctor Who fan, Zach, but the monsters, the Daleks, their catchphrase is exterminate. You keep saying monsters. Aren't they robots? Uh, no, they're like living creatures in a robot shell. Watch the show. You'll, you'll pick it up. Okay. But, so they're like a snail. Yeah. But instead of a shell, they have metal. Oh, we can, uh, we can work with that. That's, that's a that's good explanation. Sure. Um, but they say exterminate when they kill people. Jay is saying... Do they say other things? Because that's the only thing I've ever seen them say. Oh, they do say other things. As I was saying, though, Jay thinks that if the Daleks say exterminate, I need my own catchphrase for my monster, and he is uh, suggested dominate. Okay. Pretty pretty good. Can you do that in the voice? Well, no, I wouldn't have the Dalek voice. Dominate. (laughs) Dominate. Is that all right? (laughs) I've only seen it, like, referenced in other things. Okay, well, what I'm picking up now, Zach, is that you might be taking over my role as the character on the show. Yeah, I might have I been usurped. I'm happy to do that. <laughs> you can play Moon Man, yep. ba- based on Dom Faye, portrayed by Zach Mander. <laughs> it's a long title. <laughs> uh, next up in the forum, Zach, we have I'm Liam, I guess, making their way in with a little bit of a controversy, um, which is always unfortunate in the Collective Noun Forum. But you do run a charity, Zach. It is in tonight's podcast as well. The Society for the Restoration of Outdated Sayings. Oh, no. (laughs) The charity can't take any more (laughs) lawsuits. So if this is going to be a challenge, you might put us out of business. You've had a few hits. Let's be honest. We have. You really have. Well, uh, Liam just wants to bring up the fact that uh, recently when you were reading through my Google history and I said I was looking for a car and might buy an ice cream van, you used the phrase... Two birds, one stone. Yes. Avid listeners would know not too long ago, you replaced that phrase in the SFRS with two social medias, one photo. Okay. So what you're discovering is I'm the equivalent of the head of the Mm. vegan committee (laughs) and at the meetings, I'm hoeing into some beef ribs. (laughs) I've been caught out as a hypocrite. You have. I mean, you, you changed this saying. You led this. And then. Do you know what that just highlights? What? how hard it is to change a saying. Mm. That's why the organization exists. Well, maybe what it's saying, Zach, is that the organization's not doing enough. Do you know what I mean? If you're changing sayings that you're not even adapting to yourself, perhaps the organization needs a complete overhaul. That's true. Maybe, I don't, I'm not pitching Wait, wait, hang on. Is this a mutiny? <laughs> are, are you suggesting that I get thrown out? I'm saying maybe... If I was in the, and I know I'm not in the organization, I'm an outsider, but if I was in the organization, Mm. I would be calling for somebody's head. Look, I'm going to let you in behind the closed doors for a second. I know I'm always shady with the numbers we get. (laughs) Yep. If I get kicked out, we're in big trouble. (laughs) (laughs) There's not many others. (laughs) Reading between the lines. Yep. I put out the chairs every week. Mm. They're empty. Oh, so nobody's coming we at the have, moment. We have all-time low attendance. <laughs> well, that's a real shame. Because, and that's why I well, find it so difficult, because I have no one to keep notes. 
So when I go to use a saying in real life, I'm rolling through a virtual Rolodex in my head, Mm. trying to remember which ones we've changed, which ones we haven't. If I had some more members in the society, someone could take notes, someone could take minutes. (laughs) And I feel like that would be a lot more present in my mind. At the moment, I'm trying to do everything myself. It must be pretty deflating to you every week to book out the room at the RSL, set up a cordial table. Yeah. And just be there on your own until 9.30. I still put all the chairs out um, because I'm hopeful. How many chairs do you put out? 12. 12, okay. <laughs> You're not too hopeful then. No. You're just a little bit hopeful. But I dream of a night when we would get 12. <laughs> yeah, right. Uh, early days of the society. I remember you guys were getting 12. You got... We, we got 12 early on. Yeah. Um, that was a two for one. Oh, right, okay. In the in the carvery. <laughs> right. On the Tuesdays. When we moved it to Wednesdays, There's we really dropped off, yeah. <laughs> right. Well, it's funny because Liam goes on to say that uh, I believe Zach should stand down and there should be interviews for the new head of the SFIRS. Okay, well. <laughs> I mean, I'm saying to Liam that I understand the anger. I hear the anger. But it doesn't sound like anyone else is putting their name forward to head up this organization. And I've got it tattooed on me. <laughs> What do you mean? I've got it tattooed on my arm, the SFROS, and tattooed yep. on my heart. Right. And I will never stand down. <laughs> I will never move on. Are you saying we'll have to take it by force? Yes. Okay. You'll have to burn down the RSL. And obviously, <laughs> I'm not suggesting that anyone does that. But that's well, the only way that I would yep. move on. To be honest, I'd just move on to another RSL in that case. <laughs> the 12 chairs weren't mine. I was renting them. <laughs> The charity exists in my heart, and I can right. take it anywhere. Okay, well, perhaps then, let's take the more non-violent approach here. Instead of, you know, calling for blood, which yes. I think is rightful so, because you have done a very bad thing here. Hmm. But instead of that option, what if we started a recruitment drive for new members of the SFROS? I think that would help, because that would help if people could suggest some sayings yeah. that they want renewed. So that gets them into the SFROS? That gets you in. That's, okay. how, that's how you get in. You have to suggest a saying that so needs ha- to be brought up to modern day. How can you submit? What's the best way to submit? In the forum. In the forum? All right. Well, submit your sayings that you'd like to see updated in the Collective Noun Forum. I think this is great, Zach. I think we've taken a negative. We've turned it into a positive. Yeah. Um, I'll be honest. Momentarily, I was worried you were going to be chased out of town by an angry mob. Yep. But it's good to know that you get to continue running the SFROS because I, I don't think anyone could do it as well as you do. I just think I'm out here trying to do charity work mm. and people are trying to pitchfork me. Yeah. And that's... <laughs> don't go after me. Yeah. Um, I'm doing charity work here. Quick point though. What's that? You might need to update pitchfork as a saying. Right. Well, I just... Is that a common reference that we still use anymore? Well, that's what they're coming... <laughs> I'm talking literally. <laughs> You weren't at last night's meeting. <laughs> we really pissed off some farmers. That <laughs> uh, is all we've got time for in the forum today. If you do want to be a part of it with any uh, contribution at all, or even a suggestion of a saying that the SFRS could update, all you have to do is search for Collective Noun on iTunes, leave a five-star rating as your admission price into the forum, Write whatever you want in the review, and we'll read it out next time on the show. Right across Australia, you're listening to Collective Noun with Zach and Dom. Time for a brand new game show called How Long Did Dom's Food Take to Arrive? Okay, Zach, you're our contestant today. You ready to play? Uh, yeah. <laughs> you sound... Uh, 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 what? Uh, it's strange in a game show for the contestant to have no choice, but that's the position <laughs> I'm in. Entrapment. Uh, here's how the game works. I will give you the item I ordered at a cafe, the amount of people in the cafe, and then you have to tell me how long it took for that item to reach me at my table. Yep. (laughs) 
Okay, hit Bit me. Bit of enthusiasm. Come on, you're on a game show, Zach. I'm just learning the yeah. premise of the game show as I'm on it. That's not how it works in many game shows, I know. But come on, this will be great. So, I ordered an English breakfast tea at a cafe that I'd say was one quarter full and didn't seem very busy at all in the late evening. Okay. Tell me, how long did it take for the English breakfast tea to reach my table? Was it just a tea bag in hot water? Just a tea bag in hot water with a splash of milk and sugar sachets that I added in myself. Three minutes. Three minutes. You are wrong. It took 28 minutes, and I'm really actually quite upset about it. It took 28 minutes. 28 minutes. And that's why I, I mean, this. yes, it's a game show, but I'm also a bit upset. Okay. So, I mean, He's using the game show format. <laughs> that's it. To and, air a legitimate <laughs> grievance. And the way I envision such a game show working, if it gets picked up by a major network, is once the contestant, you'll notice the game show music's done because that component is yes, finished. I've, I've never heard Grant Daniel and Family Feud <laughs> stop the music. Stop the music. <laughs> Turn to camera and go, this is an issue I'm actually very yeah. concerned about. And I will be, if 7, 9 or 10 do want to pick this up, this game show will end every night in a name and shame. <laughs> what were you doing sitting in the cafe for 28 well, minutes without a tea? You've ordered your tea. You're not going to leave, are you? Yeah, but why didn't you go up and say, hey, guys, I think maybe is it possible that you forgot my tea? Uh, well, because they clearly didn't forget the tea. I just felt bad about it. The point is... How did they not forget it? They weren't preparing it. <laughs> maybe It wasn't even that good a tea, to be honest. My point is, 28 minutes, too long for a cup of tea. You failed at the game show. But overall, removing those elements, what do you think of the format? A winner? Onto a winner on this one? How long did what, Dom's food take? How long take? did Dom's food take? Yeah, we can do it weekly. Uh, no, no. <laughs> <laughs> All right, well, if you hear that one pop up on the show, you'll know that I've won a battle behind the scenes. <laughs> um, that is what we've got time for tonight. If you want to hear the full show back, search for Collecting Down on iTunes. You can get the podcast there, and we'll see you tomorrow at 10. Bye. That's all from Collective Noun. Grab podcasts and videos online on Facebook at Collective Noun Comedy.